This is Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Hit! Browns are going to win! Mayfield, end zone, Landry, touchdown! With Dan Kadar and Browns beat writer Nate Ulrich of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. With Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository. Hello, this is George Thomas from the Akron Beacon Journal. I'm joined by Marla Reidenauer in the upper right-hand corner. (laughs) Nate Ulrich in the lower right-hand corner, both from the Akron Beacon Journal, and Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository. Okay, guys, what's on everybody's mind today? Where are we at the halfway mark, the bye week, five and three mark of the season? Observations. Well, I think five and three is, uh, you know, obviously pretty good. And the Browns, uh, you know, they were right in the thick of what we thought they would be. And, and that's, you know, the, the mix of teams that should be there as this season continues to unfold for, uh, you know, AFC wildcard berth, especially with the extra spot in each conference this year. Now, obviously, this was a disappointing game for them. Um, they did not look like a cold-weather team. They did not look like they were um, the team from Cleveland. They looked like they were the team from Las Vegas. So that obviously is a letdown and a uh, sour note to end the first half of the season on. Um, also, again, one of their best players is injured. Miles Garrett suffered a knee injury early in the game, played sparingly after that, is going to undergo an MRI tomorrow morning. Yeah, man, you stole my best line. But the, okay, no, they and, and see, here it is, point blank. It's November 1st. We get our, our first whiff of cold air here. And you're absolutely right. They let the, the, the Raiders, A, run all over them in 40-something degree weather. And they could not generate a, a, a running game. And heading into the last eight games in the schedule, that doesn't bode well from what I see, at least for that defense. No, Kareem Hunt said, you know, they beat us at our, their own game now, at our own game. I mean, obviously, if you get Chubb back, you know, that could change things dramatically. You know, Hunt needs to get healthy. Um, but, I mean, I agree with you. You all got – I mean, this is the kind of game that they were supposedly built to play in and win, and they didn't. But to me, I'm almost more concerned about the defense at this point. I mean, I don't know. They're not cu- – they don't seem to be coming up with the big plays. I don't, I just, I, you know, they only have one big playmaker and that's miles. And if, if Garrett's hurt and, you know, depending on what, how, how this MRI shakes out tomorrow, I mean, I think the defense is my biggest concern for the final eight games, providing obviously they play eight games. Might have a, a um, you know, I would agree with some of your uh, points, uh, George and Marla and, and Nate, 
the way I would uh, take this in a, in a different direction would be, I think it's uh, real money to have Chubb coming back and have Austin Hooper coming back. Austin Hooper in the three games before he uh, uh, got hit with appendicitis, uh, I believe, had five catches in each of those three games and was beginning to emerge as the guy uh, they uh, dumped a truckload of money on. And I think he would have made a difference today uh, in the short passing game that you had to have. Uh, you would have been going to him instead of uh, some of those throws to other guys that, uh, that were getting dropped. Uh, and and uh, getting Nick Chubb back, uh, and of course you aren't assuming that you're getting uh, the full Nick Chubb back, but you're hoping you do, and you probably can rest him long enough to get the real Nick Chubb back, but that's real money. To me, if they have uh, the full Nick Chubb and, uh, and full Austin Hooper available for, for the, the whole game, the entire game plan is different. The entire flow of the game is different. And I'll, I'll close this, uh, this argument with, with uh, just the very first series of the game. I mean, uh, the rookie, uh, Harrison Bryant, is on the field in the first place, okay? And the, the play call is a good play call. He has the ball. He fumbles the ball. That play call isn't his play. That's uh, Austin Hooper's play, uh, most likely uh, early in the game. And it's not a fumble. And they had a flow. And uh, it looked like they had a real good chance to score a touchdown on their first drive today. Fair point. Here's a question I have, though. And, you know, we glossed over it because Chris Hubbard has – I don't know how to quantify, qualify what he's done. But at this point, does that run game miss not only Nick Chubb, but Wyatt Teller? Because there is no pop, no penetration. They're not getting past that on that right side of the line. Hunt struggles getting on the right side of that line. Am I seeing it wrong? No, I think you're right. I think that's a great tag team, George and Steve. <laughs> Steve. Steve with the Nick Chubb mentioned. George. <laughs> George with the Wyatt Teller mentioned. Yeah, I think that both are huge to the running game. Wyatt Teller's playing really well. We've mentioned that before on, on this chat. Um, so I think you can get both them back uh, potentially November 15th against the Texans, and then you're looking at a different offense. And you're right, uh, Steve, uh, about the Austin Hooper factor. Also, I would add um, the David Njoku drop third and eight from the 50, I think it was, killed that drive. Browns had the punt. Raiders ended up scoring on the ensuing possession. So, yeah, the Harrison Bryant fumble was big. The Njoku drop was big. You put Hooper in their place, maybe maybe we're looking at different outcome on, on some key moments. So, yeah, in, injuries have, have stacked up on, on key players. Odell Beckham Jr. being lost for this season to the ACL, obviously is going to be the, the main headline, but – Chubb, Hooper, Teller, and now we're on Garrett watch. I will say one quick thing about Teller. I mean, I feel like that nastiness that he brings is also missing. You know, what you're talking about, Steve and George and Steve, about knocking people off the ball. I, I almost feel like you need him in there to, like, start that, and, you know, it rubs off. So I just want to mention that. So. Yeah, you know, there's, there's treating sports and, and big games like business trips with determination. The Birds treated this, it seemed like, like a, a just another game, a business trip. But there was – I didn't see a lot of determination. I didn't see that nastiness. And I, I haven't really seen that nastiness, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But the, the offensive line hasn't really been blowing people off the ball since Teller 
left. I mean, Kareem Hunt has been one one tackle away from breaking breaking big ones a couple times. Just just a tackle away, and and that that may or may not be a missed block, but it, it's something significant. I don't think it's a missed block, George. I think it's Nick Chubb uh, maybe doesn't get stopped late in those runs after he has gotten to the second line of defense. I noticed the same thing you did and was going to mention that, that uh, that uh, even though the run game uh, wasn't what he – Hunt had uh, 66 yards today, I believe, but once or twice came uh, close to breaking what uh, would have been a game-changing uh, play. But, uh, you know, it's the, you know there, there's there's a, an important reason why – Kareem Hunt, uh, as good as he may be, he's probably not as good as we thought he might be when he came over uh, from that good run in Kansas City, but uh, as good as he may be, he's just not uh, in Nick Chubb's class. And when you have uh, an elite class uh, running back, uh, to me, uh, I'll go back to the the point that the, the, the whole play calling and the whole flow of the game is going to look different. You know, I, I want to say – Go ahead, Nate. Uh, uh, no, I just wanted to say uh, to your point, Marlo, about the defense. We know it's been a a problem throughout the season, and you know, been giving up a, a, a ton of points. Uh, obviously, today was a different kind of game with with the conditions, but still, I mean, they what they allowed two hundred eight yards rushing, uh, four point six average. You know, I'm looking at the trade trade deadline on Tuesday. And I think the, the natural inclination for a lot of uh, people who follow the Browns is you just lost your, your, your deep threat in Odell Beckham Jr. You're not going to get another Odell at the trade deadline, but maybe you can get somebody who can help stretch the, the uh, opposing defense vertically if, if, you, if you're able to trade for a, a speedy receiver like John Ross, for instance, a former Bengals first-round pick, has requested a trade from Cincinnati. I don't know, I'm just throwing – not, not that there's anything to that with the Browns, but just the idea of getting a burner appeals to a lot of people. And I'm thinking linebacker. I mean, I'm just you – know, <laughs> not that you can save this defense at the trade deadline, but Andrew Barry told us he wants to be defined by aggression more than anything else. And I think, wow, if you're going to add anything here before 4 p.m. Tuesday, I think it should be a, a piece on the defensive side of the ball. You got to get lucky, Nate. You remember Brashad Perriman a couple of years ago made a difference in a couple of wins. So, you know, uh, maybe uh, Barry can stumble on somebody uh, who uh, doesn't, doesn't have a live current name but uh, can actually help this team. Well, isn't New York having a fire sale these days? Yeah. I mean, Marla, what did you want to say before I – interrupted you with trade deadline stuff. <laughs> no, the, the one more thing that I'm curious about is I thought this was going to be a tight end dominated offense. And thus far it really hasn't been. I'm kind of curious to see if that, like you get Hooper back, you know, yeah. does that play out where you kind of, you know, go to the short passing game and feature those guys, especially, you know, now that you don't have Odell, I mean, it, it's, it's not exactly – let's just say it's not exactly the kind of offense I thought they were going to have. I thought it was going to be run with Chubb and Hunt and throw it to the tight ends and an occasional, you know, receiver. So I'll be curious to see how that goes forward, you know, the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, and obviously getting Chubb and, and Hooper back would, would lend itself to that. I'm just wondering, what did you guys think of Baker today? I mean – it was. I, I don't put this on him, but obviously, it wasn't a good day. I thought he had a good game, Nate. 
No, I told you guys before the game, I'd probably be watching him uh, from play to play. I did. I watched him, uh, you know, when he was uh, scratching his left ear over in the sidelines uh, by Stefanski between series. And I watched him uh, every single play from, uh, from pre-snap uh, through the next uh, play call. And uh, I, I, I think that, uh, and, and I, I just finished my article, and the article uh, will, will say, will, will cite the four or five plays that changed everything. Stop series, allowed Las Vegas to dominate the time of possession. I thought, uh, and, and, and you, you guys uh, think, do you remember any bad throws that uh, Mayfield made today? I can remember maybe one toward the end of the game. He missed uh, Landry by a lot. But then he almost he, threw an interception. Yeah, but then he, he re-engaged that series uh, right after that. But my, my point would be, I thought he made uh, enough plays to win the game. And I thought he did the sort of things uh, for me. Today. I'm a little bit skeptical about him lately, but he did enough uh, for me today to say that, uh, yeah, I'm probably learnt, leaning toward thinking that we're going to be talking to Mayfield about a contract extension at some point in the, the next several months. How well, I think I could see you saying that he played better than the stats would su suggest. I just didn't think it was a good day when you don't get in the end zone. Now, I mean, that's like I said, it's not all his fault. Jarvis Landry catch a touchdown pass from him. I mean, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I, you know, I think I'd be I'd be thinking differently if if, if that touchdown or would be touchdown weren't, weren't overturned too. How much did the weather? I I wasn't down there today, obviously. So. What was the wind like down there? Because it looks like more than what you were saying. Where how much did the wind affect its path? That's my question. He said it did on on some throws. And what was what were what was the wind gusting at a kickoff? It was thirty five miles an hour, but I don't know if they yeah. said what the gusts were. But like John Gruden said, it was like 45, 40 something gusts. So. Um, he was really proud of his team because he's challenged them to play better in bad weather. And they really, they really, you know, lived up to what he wanted. So I'm going to go by getting out of my car today uh, when I almost blew off of uh, the, the highway three or four times it was gusting so hard. That's, that's as hard a wind as uh, I can remember uh, walking into the stadium and, uh, and looking at it. But Marla, yeah, Gruden af afterward, that was one of the first things he said. Nobody was asking him about it. He just said, would have been a really, really tough day to be a quarterback today. And, and uh, you know, for him to go out of his way and uh, comment on the win, I mean, you could see that. If you looked up to the stadium lights and saw the sleep blowing in uh, like crazy and those big swirling patterns that uh, make a nice postcard. Uh, <laughs> George, the, the this game was all about the win. The play calling was all about the win. Uh, neither one of the quarterbacks was going, going deep, and that was all about the win. Yeah, 35 miles an hour just before kickoff. All right, guys. Next week's the bye week. Get rested. Get relaxed. Marla, have some wine. No, there's no doubt about that. Have some garlic. <laughs> have whatever you enjoy. <laughs> and we're going to wrap until two weeks from today. Anybody remember who they have two weeks from today? Yeah, Houston. Houston, okay. Um, and we'll see you then. Have a good night, folks. Thanks, take care. Bye. See you.